Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer is here. Also joining us live in studio, Tony Kennett from The Daily Signal, an investigative reporter. You, what was that thing I just saw you were at? Uh, I saw the picture of you with like Nikki Haley and DeSantis and... Oh, where, yeah. Where were you? Yeah. What was so that thing? Every year, the Moms for Liberty crew hold a uh, joyful warrior summit. And this year, it was in Philadelphia. And uh, a lot of presidential candidates spoke there. Of course, Mike Pence was busy flirting with Iowa and Ukraine. Um, and no one really cared. <laughs> but Trump and uh, Ramaswamy and Haley and DeSantis were all there. They all spoke. Wait, wait, wait back up for a second. Moms for Liberty. Why, why am I? They had some controversy recently, right? Yeah. So they're a parental rights group that focuses on uh, giving parents basically the power uh, to raise their own kids and, and not that have started during home. COVID, yeah. right? Right. So a lot of parents didn't like it. You know, Tiffany Justice and uh, Tina Deskovich started this organization, basically said, you know, we're going to form this national organization, local chapters, kind of run yourselves how you want, and we're just going to try to give uh, power back to the parents. And they've done pretty well. Um, yeah, I mean, there's been a little bit of controversy here and there, most of it. What was up. the controversy? Because I don't want somebody to tweet at us and go, you didn't talk about the controversy. All right. So Hamilton County Moms for Liberty chapter, uh, they tweeted out a, or they sent out a newsletter in which they said, uh, in, in a quote in the right-hand corner, it says, uh, he who owns the child owns the future. And that's a quote from Adolf Hitler. The point of that quote is to say, hey, guess what? When the state starts to control your children, yeah. they will turn them away from traditional values, which is literally why Hitler started the Hitler Youth. So it was a criticism. Media and everyone else was freaking out saying, they're quoting Hitler. They're supporting Hitler. They oh put God. it on like their published material and yeah. it made it look like it was something they were supporting. Yeah, to anyone with a fourth grade no. education. Who doesn't know? Like Margaret Thatcher used to use that quote all the time. And funny enough, since then, the Indie Star has published an op ed in which an assistant professor argues for the very thing that Moms for Liberty was warning about and saying, well, the state should, in order for your kids to be th- free thinkers, we have to make sure that their right to obtain a public school education is is supersedes that of a parent deciding what to do with their children. So, got it. So, so that, this is the organization, and they've got this big event in Philly, and Trump's there, and Nikki Haley's there, and DeSantis. Santos is there. Wow. Ramaswamy's there. And you're like sitting courtside. Like if this were a Lakers game, you're Jack Nicholson. You're sitting right there, right? <laughs> That's absolutely correct. Were you I, I was sunglasses? in glasses. Uh, no. Uh, but for for one candidate, and I'm not going to mention who, I did kind of have to like nod because there was a lot of spitting. Uh, but I did kind of sit in that at that front table, right at the front, and I, I kind of covered it. Everyone in the press pit was giving me glares uh, because they were all stuck back there in like the far back left of the room, and I'm just up there with my my computer typing articles and recording their comments it was it was interesting to see how every candidate one after the other communicated to parents because moms for liberty and other parental rights organizations have become a voting block in and of themselves they have become political juggernauts in the last two years and they're really what the evangelical movement has become like that's the new evangelical block the evangelical block of old has kind of passed away parents parental rights, rights is that now the new falls block. into the category of evangelical issues I, I think so they, they are the group that really and they kind of hold broad they pull broad groups in and kind of form them around singular topics. And so from the top of what I gathered, Trump was 
Trump. You know, very, you know, come in was dancing and, and, and <laughs> saying that everything was, you know, BS and was, you know, walking out doing all of this fun stuff. Promised to ban everything via executive order. Uh, things that there is no way on God's green earth he could do. He was still promising it. Like what? Like, uh, we're going to make all principals directly elected by parents in public schools. So, like, parents get to elect what principal they have, which, first of all, no, not a thing that will ever happen outside of complete universal school choice. And even then, probably not. So a lot of other things he was promising as well that was very popular. Uh, well, he needs to get out in front of the moms. I think he does. He? I, well, I mean, engaging in with general, culture. In general, women. Well, yeah. I mean, and that, he mentioned that. He mentioned that he's not popular with suburban women voters. Oh, wow. And then he said, well, what suburban women voters is a, what suburban women voters want is a safe country that's not at a lot of wars. You know, they want to have control over their kids' education. And I remember sitting there thinking, if this was what he was focusing on the entire time he was running around the country yeah. instead of DeSantis, then I think that he would be a stronger candidate overall. DeSantis had a phenomenal showing in it. So who were the people in the crowd? Were the people in the crowd moms? Oh, yeah. Moms, some dads. It was just a a huge chunk of crowd. Registered Republicans and Democrats. So what was the crowd reaction for the candidates in attendance there? If you're somebody that feels like Donald Trump struggles with picking up the support of suburban women, suburban moms, how was he treated by the crowd compared to the other folks that were there? So DeSantis and Trump had wild standing ovations every 36 seconds. Both of them. I mean, it was incredible. (laughs) Really, Trump can play a crowd. He's an entertainer. He absolutely did a phenomenal job. Um, and I sat there through the entire hour and a half speech and and just went through all of it. And it was very interesting. I, I Just hearing Trump speak is always something else. It's just weird. Uh, but he did a very good job communicating to the moms in his very Trump-like fashion. DeSantis focused on the issues. DeSantis walked forward and said, here's what I did as governor. Here's why Florida is awesome. Here's why the whole country needs to be Florida. And everyone was standing and clapping and cheering. And well, it was great. Is, DeSantis is really on the forefront of all this, of the reason why you guys were gathered there uh, to begin with, I feel like. I think that that's, that's really true. What gets me, and, and I think that, uh, Nigel, you and I have talked about this before, is that the... DeSantis coming out and talking about a lot of these cultural issues with parents has pushed Trump to talking about these things. Regardless of everything else in the primary, DeSantis kind of putting his flag in the ground and saying this is where the line is has forced Trump to concede. You're right. This is where the line is. This is where like you have Trump talking about gender mutilation, which is something Nikki Haley refused to touch. It was very awkward. Really? So how is campaign rally DeSantis because we've seen Ron DeSantis go toe to toe and fight with Disney and fight with legislators in the state of Florida and doing governor things and doing it tough but how was he in terms of working a crowd because that's part of this whole process right. and the answer is better than last year honestly I, I saw him speak at the Moms for Liberty conference last year it was in in Florida and it was a, a Friday morning I remember him speaking and I thought hey, he's he's okay he's getting better uh, he's definitely worked on it this time around he was delivering excellent lines he was pausing in the right places no Jeb Bush please clap moments um, it was it was very a good performance please clap it, it, yeah it, it wasn't as good as like listening to Ray or listening to Trump at the stump, but it was better. And he really is starting to deliver in a way that I think is resonating with a lot of people on the ground in a way that the Trump campaign doesn't want to admit. Now, I don't feel like he has a snowball's chance in hell of winning this thing, but it feels like there's a lot of people that are behind Vivek Ramaswamy. Right. They don't like plan yeah. to vote for him, per se, right. but they listen when he speaks. They like what he has to say. He's a great orator. How's he doing? 
I mean, he, he spoke, and, and there were some there was some standing ovations, a few, definitely less so. Uh, and he, he did a good job talking about America culturally and things that he wanted to do. But v, so Trump has plans. Trump lets you know, I'm going to get in there and I'm going to swing the executive order hammer. Day one, huge executive order hammers. And everyone's like, yay, we know that's <laughs> what you're going to do. And DeSantis comes in and he says, I have a plan. Here's what we're going to do. Here's the legislation we're going to pass. Here's the executive orders that I'm going to tear down. I'm going to abolish all of these different alphabet federal departments via my authority as president. Including the IRS. Yeah. Right? Is yeah. he still saying he's going to get yeah. rid of the IRS? Get rid of all of the income tax and garbage and just go to a flat 23% income tax. No other kind of taxes, period. Which, considering that most of us do kind of person-to-person transactions without any kind of a sales tax, yeah, I would be up for that kind of a flat tax. So that's what he wants to do. It's a plan. Vivek's like, these are things that I like. And everyone's like, yay. And then he's like, I'm going to solve these over the next eight years. And then everyone says, yay. How? And then he doesn't say anything. <laughs> what Was there protests or anything at this mom's oh, liberty? Oh, boy, were there protests. I mean, I, like people yelling, fascists! Oh, yeah. Did you guys thing? see the video where I'm blowing a kiss to the protesters as I'm, I'm walking <laughs> oh. into the... I was uh, walking... I, I did see some other protests, though, of... I mean, these are vicious, hateful visceral just awful people was walking with uh, one of my friends she was carrying her infant child and they were screaming at her uh, that they hoped that her child was trans that that child committed suicide and like all of this other really horrible stuff the peaceful tolerant left did that I'm shocked interesting because I was told very reassuredly that um being trans was a good thing, and yet they were slinging it around like it was an insult. I, the, the kind of, of course, the next day there was, of course, that mass shooting after the, the conference had ended, and then the the BLM protesters as well that decided to get violent. Uh, all I can say is that thank God for the Philadelphia Police Department. Some stellar guys there, absolutely. Just putting it all out there. The people at the hotel loved the Moms for Liberty crew, like far more diverse than any group of protesters who were all white, like suburban and college like ladies. Um, but the very diverse staff on the inside were thrilled to have the, the conference. Well, there was some damage too, right? Yeah, they defaced the American Museum of the Revolution, the Museum of the American Revolution. They spray painted "Fu" on George Washington's mural crossing the Delaware, oh, as well wonderful. as a, a plaque next. They broke a window in good old George Floyd riot fashion, you know, breaking some windows. Sure. Nothing says anti-fascist like some fascist intimidation stuff. Always <laughs> appreciated. These lunatics make me sick. I'm sorry. And by the way, you know, saying that the Moms for Liberty crew is racist, that museum had a very prominent, like the main exhibit of the museum that evening was on black founders of the United States which was packed the entire evening. I could barely even get in to see the exhibit. It was very well done. So that's what the protesters were defacing. Well done, left. I want to get to this Ben and Jerry story in just a moment. But just one more thing on this conference you went to in Philadelphia. Nige and I have been talking today about how downtown just, the more you go outside, you see the deterioration of society. You see a shell of what Indianapolis used to be. Right. Did you make it through the streets of Philly? Did you get a chance to walk around? How was Philly? I, I did. Um, I actually took a, a couple of walks. Um, of course, not in my, you know, 
garb for the event so that I wouldn't get... You, you didn't have a red MAGA going. hat on walking through the streets of Philly. <laughs> and, yeah, kind of left that one back at the hotel, but I did kind of stroll through the streets and it was incredible, first of all, how much it smelled like piss. I mean, it, and, and yeah, it reminds you of home because Monument Circle also smells like piss, so you know, it kind of brings things home to you. Sure. But I mean, the, the people that are wandering the streets, screaming at everyone, uh, the, the vi- I mean, Philadelphia was a violent city to begin with, but I mean, the, this kind of deterioration of the inner cities made it worse. It's shame because Philadelphia is a gorgeous city and I enjoyed strolling through it, but I also felt very empty, not carrying while I was there. I, did, I didn't feel as safe as I do when I'm you know, carrying what I always do. And so I, it's just a real heartbreak to see such a beautiful city just torn down by this garbage. Tony Kennett with us. So Ben and Jerry's, they've always been super liberal, very progressive. The ice cream guys? The ice cream guys. Oh. Very, very woke. They're all about pushing reparations down your throats now. The fine folks at Ben and Jerry's who, last time I checked, they make ice cream. They have no political policies. They're not the president. They're not a senator. They're not a congressperson. But they're going to shame you if you don't like reparations. Yeah, so Ben and Jerry's decided on yesterday, the 4th of July, the, the American Day of Independence, to tweet out that the, the 4th of July is a day to take a stand for Native American reparations. You see, we stole land from the Native Americans. And you read this and you're just, everyone rolls their eyes collectively. Oh, they're the 4th of July is bad people. They're like Cory Bush, right? right. 4th of July is racist. <laughs> if you light off a firework, you might as well have a Klan hood on, right? Right. So I, I then they say, this 4th of July, let's commit to returning it. So first of all, as someone who is actually a card-carrying member, according to the federal government, of the Cherokee tribe. I'm not like one of the white girls that runs around and is like, I'm a 164th Cherokee. You're Elizabeth Warren? That's I, what you're telling me, I Thomas? know. Isn't it incredible? I, I technically could qualify for a stake in the profits of our uh, tribe's businesses around the country and all that junk. But I, it's amazing. I've never seen Ben and Jerry's donate to anyone in, in my family for reparations. I've never seen them donate an acre of land of which they own you know, a fair amount of land. I've never seen them donate $1. I've never seen them donate any time or services. Or, or as one commenter pointed out, there's not even like Cherokee chocolate chunk ice cream <laughs> for Ben and Jerry. There are no reparations made. They do have a petition, a petition that you can sign that says that South Dakota needs to give Mount Rushmore back to the, to the Native Americans, because if they don't, that's just oh, super bad. Gosh. 30 seconds left here. What's coming up at the Daily Signal? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing an investigative report on how Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is a big freaking liar, oh. and he is did so knowingly, and he also threw one of his staffers under the bus because he's also a coward. So he needs to man up and quit being a, a whiny wuss and maybe run a campaign like a man. So that, and then also uh, we're talking wow. about some of the other violence that happened in Philadelphia over the weekend. On Twitter, at the Tonus, Tony Kennett, thank you. Thanks, guys. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.